I need new music. This is the JJO Discover New Music Podcast. Discover new music. Joining me today, very excited. Uh, she's from the title of the band, so we we got the actual Eva, Eva Marie, uh, Eva Under Fire. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for the awesome intro. Love drugs and misery. Debut album. Uh, all the shows. Uh, loading your own gear. Studio time. A, a culmination of everything. What was that feeling like? Holding that completed album you see the band name you see the credits the what was that feeling for you oh man it's hard to put into words very surreal i guess that's that's probably the term that i keep using i mean we're a bunch of guys and gals from downriver detroit michigan that have grown up playing together in the in my garage still <laughs> so so it's it's a very old school story as we've been at this thing for a long time you know and um and then we had longer to wait because of the pandemic and everything that was crazy that happened. So we've been hanging on to this for, I can't tell you how long. And so for this moment to have finally arrived and in this capacity, I mean, what a, what a crazy ride. We woke up the day of, and it was like number one on the rock charts and the metal charts. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> what is my life right now? <laughs> is this, this thing can't lie to me. Right. Like I know right. Photoshop is a thing, but like, that's wild. <laughs> Uh, well, it's so cool. Congratulations, guys. I know that grind out there and getting that break and getting that first debut album, getting the support and then getting on the tours. Uh, it's it's a long road. It's a, a lot of vans and a lot of uh, crappy food on the road and being away from home. Uh, do you have a favorite track on the album? Maybe one that speaks to you that, that you really get you uh, it might be a hard question, but you're asking me to pick between children. You know this, but at any rate, uh, I, I really do think that the one that stands out to me most is, is comatose. Um, I feel like it's the most representative of where we, where we came from and where we got to. And it was also like a really just a very authentic moment in the studio. It all came together off of just like a riff and then everything sort of fell in place. And it was something that I was speaking on that I was so passionate about, but from a different perspective than I had ever kind of considered it uh, before. So I think, and then and, and that way, it's also kind of like heavy kick you in your teeth kind of track. So for those of you that also don't know, we are very impassioned about our live show and Comatose is the, the opening track. So nice. it's got its own cool little intro and walk up <laughs> thing. And so it creates a mood as well live. I know you have some very personal stuff uh, on the album and in drawing from that, is it hard to step away or maybe separate the artist from the real person writing it or those lines kind of blurred together? So there's not really a separation if that makes sense. Does that make sense? How I'm wording that? Yeah, they've, they've all, it's always been blurred for me. I feel like, um, Eva Marie was sort of born as a, as a result of this band and kind of what we've done along the way. And so people just kind of came up to me and was like, are you Eva? And then, I mean, because it makes sense. I'm a woman in rock music and my band's name is Eva under fire. So people, so eventually the short answer was just yes. Yeah, I am. Yeah. So I felt almost like people who discovered us early almost crowned me with that, you know, but it was because of what I was doing that spoke to them. And so I, I feel like it's always been a blend of things. Um, and, and I've never really been one that like embodies a character that I don't feel is authentic to me. Mm -hmm. um, so it always comes from a very real space, especially in my lyricism. Do you think maybe now people want that 
real message they want to know that that person on stage is singing about their life and the real the reality of it especially in rock and roll I really think that I've always loved that about rock music. And one of the things that was so um, almost like intimidating to me at first, but then I found my home in rock and roll for that same reason was because people were so authentic and so raw and so real. And I didn't really understand, like for me, it was very much my parents' generation in that sort of like 80s metal, you know, it was just one big party, right? And I never felt that that was authentic to me. So I really didn't show up on the scene, quote unquote, until new metal. And it was because of how angry it was and how real it was. And like, just so like empowered in that a very different way. Um, So I I think that, yes, bands definitely expect that now. And being a live band, like we love to be live, man, with that concert stuff. And they, they will sniff you out if you are not being, (laughs) they will sniff it out. If you're not like true about it, People are like, I, that, that doesn't speak to me. You guys, you mentioned earlier uh, down the road, D- Detroit band, you guys formed and made there and you guys hang out in, uh, in Detroit. I always feel like Detroit bands, I don't know, I wouldn't say have it easier, but because of the vast and deep uh, history, musical roots in the city, do you, do you pull from that? Do you kind of take advantage of being, of being around all that and that vibe from Detroit? It's so funny that you say that because I almost think that it's a disadvantage now really? it's very okay. yeah i do i do because you have this giant name to live up to right mm-hmm. but then after the era that was detroit rock city mm-hmm. i feel like detroit's rock scene really took a hit really took a hit and then with covid and stuff too right we we used to have like way back when i first started um big venues would host local showcases and so they'd put like 15 of us kids on the stage and all of us were in different bands but we were all in original projects you know so that, you know that was like how they tried to rope you into bringing all your friends right for yeah, 15 dollars yeah. tickets um but but now they don't host parties like that anymore and it's really tough for young people especially to find somewhere to play that's not in a bar and yeah. even even more so bars that are still like living and breathing, you know, that that didn't shut down because of the pandemic. And so I almost feel like it's my job to bring back Detroit Rock City. That's that's (laughs) a big, that's a big, obviously you guys are on the right start right there, but man, I don't know. Seeger's Seeger's kind of a hard act to follow sometimes, you know, (laughs) (laughs) right. Kid Rock's still selling out pine now every time he comes through. So I don't know, you know, like, but, but those are the last ones that have done it. Right. So like, and that's, that's been 20 years ago now. So, so it's time. And, uh, and I say that with a, with a, with a very, like, I guess, a not a heavy heart, but something I feel like I'm, I'm really like inspired by and aspire to, you know, because that it used to be my town. Madison Solid Rock, 94.1 JJO. I'm Brock, and my guest for JJO Discover New Music is Eva Marie of Eva Under Fire. And their new release, Love, Drugs, and Misery, is what we're highlighting this week on Discover New Music. Hey, what's up? My name is Eva. I sing for the band Eva Under Fire. You've added acting to your uh, resume, your ever-growing resume. You were in uh, uh, a scene in The Retaliators, which have people like Five Finger Death Punch, Tommy Lee's in it. You got Jacoby of Papa Roach. Uh, acting is, are we going to see on more big screen stuff or is, uh, where's that land for you? It was fun and I'm definitely available. I mean, that's, that was a really cool (laughs) time for sure. Um, but you know, I, I think it was something that just sort of showed up for me. It wasn't something I was really impassioned about, but you know, as we talked about being authentic, right. The character that I play in the film is also something that I pulled from 
my my own experiences from right so it was, it was me and my best friend going to a rock show mm. and we turned down a bad road and things get real real quick you know so it was, it was like but i could i could see myself in that role and so i definitely think if i were to do something more in acting i would definitely be one of those like support actors that just typecasted and like you, she kind of shows up as the same broad every time um but you know but i think it would be fun to do something like that again absolutely <laughs> and for those of you that have not seen the retaliators, you need to, because yeah. I was actually able to do my own stunt oh. while we were on set and it was super rad, super fun. So like, if I could, if I could do action pack something, that'd be dope. You're like Tom Cruise, uh, but as a lead singer, cause he does all those things. You guys crazy. Right. crazy. I love it. I love oh, it. Man. I, one question I always like asking uh, uh, the front women out there, because obviously there's legendary front women. You got Debbie Harry, you got the Wilson sisters, Stevie Nicks, all that. And contemporaries, Lizzie Hale, Amy Lee. Um, I, I know you pull from them and, and you use them as inspiration, but I'm always intrigued of male singers. Maybe that really had a big influence on you that you maybe pulled inspiration from out there in the rock world or music world? Yeah. Well, it was, it was very interesting. So, um, when, when I first started to fall in love with rock and roll myself, right. And you could probably tell talking, I have a lower voice for a female and I have not always had a very big range. And so I loved trying to keep up with all the pop stars that I was very influenced by. But what I really started singing along to was stained and breaking Benjamin. Wow. Um, yeah. So, and th those were, those were just, they were very much like talking about things that I could really feel in my, in my heart of parts, you know, um, especially the old early stain stuff, man. Um, just so, so emotionally very attuned and I, and I loved the, the, the grit and the aggression behind it. Well, I'm sure uh, Aaron and Ben would both be very flattered to hear uh, the influence that uh, that they've had on you. And awesome guys. Awesome guys, by the way. Correct me if I'm wrong. And, and if you don't want to get into it, that's fine. Are you a licensed psychologist? Yes. Uh, yes. That's, that's really interesting to me. How how does that play in with uh, being a musician? Do you pull from that? I'm sure you do. That's got to give you a different take on it. I mean, it's very complicated. <laughs> so I, I guess in the, in the, in the, in its most simplest form, you know, music has always spoke to me. People have always spoke to me, you know, men, women, different walks of life, whatever the case is, you know, the, the human experience fascinates me. And it's something that I've always been just very uh, attuned to from, from since I was a kid. Um, just, based on intuition, you know, everybody would come up to me as you from elementary school. Oh, you're very easy to talk to. So, so, and I love connecting with people so that, I mean, genuinely when I, when I'm, you know, on here and I'm having such a good time, it's like, this is what I do. That is, that is natural to me. It's so much fun. And I, I love the experience of it. So truly when I say, Oh, thanks for having me. No, no, no. Thank you for having me. <laughs> like, this is really, this is cool, man. So, so it started with lyricism was my catharsis. And so that's where I got my own therapy. I, I get out all my personal baggage that's in my lyrics. Yeah. And then on this record, it was fun too, because there's also some of those, just like take your brain out and rock type of songs, very sassy and aggressive, but, but um, more empowering than anything, you know, but those are fun emotions, still emotion though very driven by that. Um, and then, uh, you know, in the psychotherapy world, um, I get a chance to actually be with other people and in their very meaningful moments to try and live their best life. I mean, that is the goal, right? So to be able to, to have me as a person be used as a tool for that and someone else's behalf, I've always thought was very special. 
Um, so I knew I needed to make some kind of living, right? Pay my bills with one or the other. I got to make meaningful connection out of this some way though. I don't want to talk about the weather. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's just not, that's not where I've ever felt comfortable living. So I said, okay, meaningful human connection. What can I do for that? Music or therapy? I was like, all right, cool. Well, uh, I don't know how this is all going to balance itself, but I'm going to work on both and see which one works out. And then in 2018, the universe laughed at me because the same year that I was uh, that I got my master's degree, I was also offered a record deal. Well, there you go. Uh, so I just <laughs> threw my hands up and I was like, so I get both? And they're like, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Figure it out. You'll be fine. Figure, Figure it, out. it out. You'll be fine. Okay, <laughs> we're doing it live. Honestly, truly, when I say to people, you know, trust and believe in yourself and like all of the things that you believe that are going to be like these complexities or like ethical, you know, weird things that happen, you'll find your way. You really will. Just keep working on it. It's one step at a time. It's one day at a time. And and truthfully, that's that's how I've that's how I made it here. To your show handling both now uh, a, a lead rock star and a psychologist you got it all an actor an actor all right so we got it you're showing off now at this point eva you're showing one off. of these is gonna pay off eventually right it's not gonna work the brand new album <laughs> debut album love drugs and misery eva under fire uh thank you so much for the time before you go though uh we have to do rapid fire with brock uh these are the most important questions these are <laughs> The hard-hitting ones, all right? Now, there's no wrong answers. Just go with what you feel. Uh, That's a lie, but I'm ready. <laughs> all right, good. As long as you know. <laughs> uh, uh, chili dog or corn dog? Corn dog. Uh, a little more bass, guitar, or drums in the monitor? Uh, guitar. Sweet or savory? Both. Okay, so you're on a high dive. Everyone's watching. Uh, are you doing a cannonball or a jackknife? Jackknife. Okay, nice. I can see you as a jackknife. Uh, would you rather see Bigfoot or El Chupacabra? <gasps> Bigfoot. Bigfoot? And uh, being a Michigan gal, you know Bigfoot's a big deal around there. It is. Yeah, he's yeah. real. If you've ever been camping in the northern Michigan, you know. You get up in the top part, <laughs> which, by the way, do you do what all Michiganders do and you use your hand to show where you're at? In this? I mean, you have to. You have to. You, yep, you're over. You're over here. <laughs> we have played shows out of state and I have done this to show people where we're from. And literally, there's been like 12 other people behind them going, I'm from Michigan, too. I'm from right over here. here. Right. I'm from over here. I'm from one show. We took a we're from Michigan photo and all of us were doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Everyone knows. Oh, yeah. Them youpers are something else, though. I'm going to tell you are. that. It's a you want to you want to see Bigfoot, you just go there and just see anyone from the UP and you're set to go. <laughs> you are set to go. All right, last one and I know you're probably more of a lover than a fighter, but you got to pick for the sake of the argument. Uh you got to fight either the entire cast of the Golden Girls circa like 1988 or I would never fight the Golden Girls. The Little Rascals. So you're taking the Little Rascals no matter what? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I could whip them kids into shape. I could do that. You know, on some toddlers. Fantastic. I love it. I love it. Yeah. You sit down. That's right. <laughs> Thank you for humoring me. There you go. Rapid fire with Eva Marie, Eva under uh, Eva under fire, the new album, love drugs and misery out now. Uh, thank you so much for the time. That was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Oh, you guys are rock stars, man. I truly appreciate you. This is the JJO discover new music podcast. Listen, rate, share, subscribe, discover new music. Now at WJJO.com, in the JJO app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brock has a new interview every Thursday evening between 6 and 7. 941 JJO.